Hello, everybody. Welcome to another new episode of the podcast. I'm excited you decided to give this a listen. And if you want to find out more information, you can go to thepointoffocus.com and you can read all about what we're doing and uh, what we're about. And you can find blog posts and videos and other podcast episodes and things like that. But I hope this episode finds you in a good place. I hope it encourages you and blesses you. And I hope that you'll consider sharing this with some of your family and your friends and hopefully encourage and lift them up a little bit. But what we do here is we try to keep the focus on Jesus. And keeping Jesus as the focus point is what we try to do here. And I really try and focus the attention to Jesus where it should be. And that comes out of Hebrews 12 and Psalm 121. But this series that we're starting today was not originally on my list of things to do. I had already planned to be in a different series, kind of halfway through one. But as this year has proved, it's so unpredictable, it's so changing, and it's just shifting and all of that. And I've shifted a lot of things that I thought I was kind of securing because I kind of like to have a direction, kind of know where I'm going so I can have good, solid content and information and, you know, be the best that we can. But 2020 has kind of been that kind of year and God has really moved me and directed me to do some different things and it's caused me to just change a whole bunch of stuff. Like I said, I had originally planned to be in a different series, but we're starting this series today. And we're starting a series called Around the Campfire. And basically what this series is hopefully going to do is just provide you with some encouragement. During these trying times, during this month of November, uh, the election as of this recording was yesterday, which would have been Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. And we still don't know the outcome of that result of that election. And we still don't know when we're going to know that. There's news and media all over the place, and you can get easily sucked into that. But there is one thing that's true, and that's what I want to talk about in this episode. And a campfire, though. I've always loved a good fire. The seasons change from summer to winter, and it starts to get cooler out, making fires nice to gather around. You don't really want to do it in the summertime, right? Summertime is kind of hot already. You know, every once in a while you'll have one of those cool nights. But winter, going into winter, the cooler nights, the fall, it's nice to just get together, gather around a fire, roast some marshmallows, some hot dogs, and just have just a nice little time. But one of the other things is conversation. The campfire conversations that you have sitting around with your family and your friends. And when I think about campfire conversations, I'm taken back to my time in youth group when we went on retreats and to camp and all of that. There was always a night where we would sit around a campfire and share stories of how God is working in our lives, whether it's that week at camp, what we've seen him doing in our lives, or whether it's previous stuff, like I saw God work in my life last month or whatever, like things like that. And we would see and share those stories and be encouraged by other people. Some people wouldn't necessarily share from their life, like what, what God is doing in their life. They would share some encouragement 
from something that they read or a devotional that they did or something from that week of camp or previously, like I said. This was always designed to be a moment in camp for those very things. It was designed to be encouragement. It was designed to let you know that you're not alone in some things and that people are struggling in all of that. So when I think about around the campfire, I think about that. And I think about people sharing their encouragements. And so in this series, as we gather around the campfire to use a horrible pun or whatever, I want to encourage you over these next few weeks with some different things. This first one is a, uh, you know, something that my founding pastor, sorry, kind of got a little tripped up there. A few months ago, I was looking back at some services from my church, and I kind of landed on one from September 29th, 2019, and this was what would be for uh, my founding pastor, his final sermon at the church he founded. And he was speaking, and it was about two weeks after his diagnosis of stage four pancreatic cancer, and they had announced it to the church. And this was his time to talk to the church. And he took the stage, and he had these words to say. This is the day the Lord has made, and Jesus is Lord. And he said those words more than once, as if he wanted the audience to hear that message. Fourteen months later, as I sat there and listened to a portion of that message again, this is the day the Lord has made, and Jesus is Lord. Fourteen months, those still are very encouraging and still very true. It's almost like as if he didn't want us to get anything else out of that message he was trying to convey. They are still relevant, especially this period of time. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's look at those two phrases a little bit more. This is the day the Lord has made. Those words are not original words to my founding pastor. Those words are not new words that he made up to see, if, ooh, maybe this will be encouraging. Those words are straight from Scripture. Psalm 118, verse 24, it said, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is a day that the Lord has made. The Lord gives us a new day to do with it what we want. We have a choice. We can do what this verse says, and we can rejoice, and we can be glad, or we can choose some other way to spend our day. There's a lot to be joyful about each day, but if we let the not-so-joyful things sneak in, we can come focused on them, and they can steal away the joy of the day. As my pastor stood on that stage, knowing his diagnosis with joy and gladness, he was standing there as he said, This is the day the Lord has made. He was given another day to be up and encouraging people for Jesus like he had done for many, many years previous. And he was joyful and glad. I'd just be experiencing another day. This is the day the Lord has made. And today, as you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, this is the day the Lord has made. The Lord has made it just for you, just for us to engage with each other, 
for us to make the best of it. And then he said, the other half of the phrase that he said, Jesus is Lord. And that's coming obviously from the place of his, of him being diagnosed with cancer. And he said up there, Jesus is Lord. And he wanted to convey that message that it doesn't matter what's going on in his own personal life. He was starting to be feel sick. He was starting to be, you know, the effects of having cancer were probably starting to come into him already. And he said, Jesus is Lord. Whatever's going on in my life, whatever I'm facing, Jesus is Lord. Now, these words are so relevant right now, a day after, as I said, I'm recording this, a day after the election. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, we still don't have a result of the election. But these words, Jesus is Lord. It doesn't matter about the election. Jesus is Lord. The election that we had was not for the throne that Jesus sits on and nobody's going to dethrone him. Jesus is Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have been given all authority on heaven, I mean in heaven and on earth. Jesus is still in charge. Jesus isn't going anywhere. We didn't cast an election to take away Jesus' authority. Jesus still has all authority. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it doesn't matter. That throne he sits on is his. It's not something that we vote on every four years to dethrone Jesus. Jesus is always going to be there. And he's in charge. He has all authority. He's the beginning and the end, as Revelations 1.8 says. He was in charge before presidents. He will be in charge after presidents. He will never be dethroned. He is in charge today, just like he was yesterday, last week, last month, and last year. Jesus is Lord. And it doesn't matter what you're facing, what you're going through. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is in charge. Jesus is a way maker. Jesus has all authority. And I know that might be tough words here because of what you're facing, what you're going through. But this is the day the Lord has made. Maybe it's circumstances that you can't change. Maybe it's due to the virus and COVID and losing a job, losing a house, losing a loved one, losing all of this stuff. And it's stuff that you can't change. But this is the day the Lord has made. And we can rejoice in it. We can be glad in it. We can be glad that we have another day. We can be happy. Or we can choose a different way, as I said earlier. But, Jesus is Lord. And that's something that's never going to change. That's a truth that no matter what the doctor says, no matter what your boss says, no matter what the, anybody says, Jesus is Lord. That's undisputed. Jesus is Lord. He's in charge. And I know... I'm repeating it, but that's the way I intercepted this message from my founding pastor that Sunday. He didn't 
he said some other things. He didn't just say that and walk off the stage, but it's almost as if he spent some time there at the very beginning to let us know that Jesus is Lord. Almost as if he wanted us to know that. That we were going to face some rocky times as a, as a church going forward, replacing him as our, as our senior pastor, as our lead pastor, replacing him with who knows where that was going to go and what that was going to do and all of that. Jesus is Lord, he kept telling us. And I am encouraged by those words still today that Jesus is Lord. And you never know when God is going to recycle something to retell you these encouraging things like that. But as I saw that, and I saw that before the election was coming, but the attention of the election was already there, and the the extreme tension surrounding the election was already there. And a year, 14 months later, was Jesus is Lord. And... He didn't know that at that time. My founding pastor didn't know that at, that at that time. But his words recycled back into my life and into my heart. And Jesus is Lord. And he said that facing what he was facing. He said that from his heart, knowing what he was going into, but knowing what we were going into as a church, and knowing what probably each individual could be going into, that we needed to hear Jesus as Lord. And I hope that you hear that in your life today, that Jesus is Lord, and that whatever you're facing, Jesus is Lord, and that no matter what happens, Jesus is not going to be dethroned. Jesus still reigns, period, end of discussion. Jesus has all authority, and he is in charge. This is the day the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it, and Jesus is Lord, and Jesus reigns, period.